I'm a true champion. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the WrestlePlug podcast. Audio and video exclusive, we are here to discuss night one of WrestleMania. And don't forget, we will be back tomorrow to discuss night two of WrestleMania as well. I'm Aaron Nix, and joining me is the Duke of Diabetes and the Maple Leaf magician himself, Kyle wilkinson Ah, classic. What a night. Jesus Christ. Man, WrestleMania, like... I gotta be honest. In the build-up to this, I thought this is gonna be shit, isn't it? This is gonna be poor. This is a bad build-up. I'm not excited. But then I also remember saying in the back of my head when I watched WrestleMania 31, the build-up to that was terrible. Do you remember Roman Reigns and uh, awesome Tug of War? Go Home Show, the tug of war for the belt. Like, no, this is my WWE title. It's me. <laughs> and I thought, oh god, this is gonna suck. And then WrestleMania 31 ended up being super, super peng. And when you have two nights as well, you do think, oh, this is exhausting. You know, do I want to watch back-to-back nights? But to WWE's credit, despite the fact this is their first show in front of fans, which I think really helped, they kept the shows relatively short. What was this? Two and a half, three hours? Like, it didn't feel like um, it overwhelmed me, just like last I, year, actually. I think it was about three and a half, but it only ended late because we did have that weather delay. There was like a half hour or 40 minutes of rain delay. Yeah, so the, yeah. I mean, to be fair, they handled that really well. And bar a couple of people, um, you know, there wasn't too much of a, an accident or a botchy moment to speak of, other than one poor, beautiful soul, which we'll get into. But the show opened rather surprisingly, but not when you consider that the women were going to main event, I suppose. Bobby Lashley defending the WWE Championship against Drew McIntyre. And here's where the shock is, because Bobby Lashley retains successfully. And I'm out in front with this. I said this on the predictions. I thought Drew McIntyre would win. However, it really felt like Bobby Lashley needed to win because otherwise he was just going to end up getting lost in the system again. Him winning at WrestleMania, him retaining the title, especially on such a historic night, which, let's be honest, really pushed for black culture. And it feels like both nights have a lot going in terms of, you know, black American wrestling culture. Um, I think it's a great fucking thing. I think it's a really good booking decision. So regardless of what angle you look at it, I know people are salty because they thought, oh, I wanted Drew to get his moment. Drew still had a moment. Drew still won a title in the main event of WrestleMania. Drew, you know, became WWE champion and spent the best part of a year. Did he get a chance to ever really defend the title or, you know, win it in front of fans? No, that's unfortunate. But, you know, it's not COVID. It's not WWE's fault that COVID-19 hit. And this is the first time where it felt safe. And, you know, along with that as well, I thought the setup was really good. The fans seemed to be quite clogged in at the front, but then when you actually got a wide angle shot, you saw there was plenty of room for them to maneuver, which was good. They laid them out in a way, so it felt like there was a lot more there than there probably even was. And the fans seemed to be in really good spirits despite the weather. They handled everything well, and this was a fantastic opener between two meaty horses who went down the technical route a little bit, didn't they? And I really enjoyed that. A lot of very subtle holds, Kimura locks, arm bars, things of that nature. Definitely one of the better Drew McIntyre matches I've seen in some time. And also, I would argue, probably Bobby Lashley's biggest ever performance. Yeah, I was actually blown away when they said this match would be starting the night. But I understand that we were talking about it when we had our Xbox Live party, that uh, they wanted the first person that came out at WrestleMania in front of a crowd, they wanted to make sure they'd get this huge pop. We've loved Drew McIntyre for over a year now. So when his music hit, 
the people lost their fucking minds. That was a huge pop. It, you know, not like, you know, Austin coming out at Judge or Backlash 2000 or anything like that, but it was still inc- an incredible moment. And these two beat 10 pounds of shit out of each other, to be honest. But it wasn't all just two, you know, 6'6 six, six guys, 265, like just, you know, a typical big band fight. They had those technical things you mentioned, the Kimura locks, the. There's, I think Drew went to an arm bar at some point. They had like a lot of chain wrestling, and I really, really like that. And then, you know, Lashley coming out on top speaks volumes. Making Drew pass out as well with the hurt lock. Um, you know, he didn't tap out, he passed out, which is important because he keeps Drew strong, but it also makes Bobby Lashley in some ways look stronger than if Drew had tapped out because it's like, holy shit, you made a guy of Drew McIntyre's gumption, the guy who would never lay down, you made him pass out. And I love the fact that before they had to kind of do that impromptu going at it, didn't they, backstage because they didn't know when they were going to restart. And they had them sort of squaring up and Drew McIntyre's like proper getting in his face and trying to rile him up because he wants this to be truly special. Um, This was the perfect opener that I didn't expect to be an opener for WrestleMania. It really was good. you know what it felt like? It reminded me of when Rollins beat Brock Lesnar in the opener of WrestleMania 35. Uh, yes, 35. The one that was the one where Corey, uh, Corey, uh, Kofi Kingston won the WWE title, I believe. Yeah. And yeah, I remember that night because that also opened with Hulk Hogan. Uh, <laughs> uh, quick thoughts on Hulk Hogan and Titus O'Neil. I thought Titus O'Neil was great. Hulk Hogan, utterly fucking pointless. Not just because I dislike the prick and he's also a racist little cock waffle who looks like he's made out of exclusive basketball leather, but because he just seemed to add literally nothing other than, let me tell you something, brother. And it's like, do not ever say that to a black person you prick <laughs> it just annoyed me yeah. i think uh, i think fucking tyrus o'neill could have handled it all on his own uh we were talking about this too he is ever the consummate professional being out there with you know he shines in Paul this Hogan. i feel like he's found his niche now you know he's obviously got away from wrestling now and i think he's great Hulk Hogan, fuck off. We don't need you. I know why he's there because it might draw in a few casuals what well, Hulk hogan i remember him when i was a kid but <sighs> It's a difficult balance because you want to draw in casuals and you want people who maybe don't necessarily watch it anymore to think, oh, well, it's WrestleMania. I'll give it a watch. I'll give them my $10 or whatever it is, you know, to watch it. Um, But at the same time, you want to make sure that you lead with new characters, fresh faces as well. Um, So it's it's getting the balance right. And I think that's why I enjoyed tonight so much because they did get the balance right. Now, following on from this was the match I expected to be a bit meh, which was Tag Team Turmoil. And because I expected it to be so meh, it was actually quite good. We've got to mention it. Poor old Mandy Rose slipped on the stage. Um, I felt so sorry for her because she stacked it. And I love the fact that Dana Brooks like, yeah, what of it, love? Don't care because I look hot. <laughs> I just did not. <laughs> I had no shit. idea. Had no I don't even think no she did. Yeah. I reckon, I wouldn't be surprised if she didn't find out until she got backstage and someone said, what about Mandy? She's like, what about Mandy? She was great. And she was like, she fell over me, aren't you? <laughs> she had no <laughs> clue. Uh, and credit to the Riot Squad as well, because they could have been like, ha, 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 ha. And like, Ruby Wright was like, zoned in, professional, people won't say. And also, I'm not going to, you know, it sounds like I'm bringing it up. You know, you got to bring it up. It's right in front of you. It'd be stupid to ignore it. But credit to her. Went in there, did her job, you know, didn't let it phase her. Um but for me, the MVPs of this were the right score. But he didn't win. Natalia Shame. Tamina won. And I've got to be honest, of all the booking decisions tonight, that was the one where I thought, oh, I don't give a shit. Go away. Yeah, that I cared just about as little about them winning as I did about the cage match, which we'll get to later. I just... The right squad did so good. Their matching gear, like a little Joker and Harley, was 
I mean, at this point, you could almost say it's played out, but I loved it and you loved it. Not when Liv Morgan looks like that, mate. Oh yeah, my ain't god, that's the fucking truth. My crush is big enough, and then I was like, oh my god, I'm so in love with you. I was just, I was a little bit hot under the collar. And I was like, uh, their tag team finisher is fucking gnarly. Yeah, they're great wrestlers. That's what I love so much. Yeah, it was so good. And then, you know, they uh, they get beat by Natalia and Tamina. So we get Natalia and Tamina against Shayna and Naya tomorrow. And let me tell you how excited I am. I thought you were going to go on a Hulk Hogan there. Let me tell you something, brother. You see this? This is my excitement face. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Christ. It'll Come be on, fine, man. I guess. There we go. But I don't care. Yeah. Apologies if there's slight technical difficulties on mine, ladies and gentlemen. I'm using a streaming service to uh, get the webcam because then I get the better quality. But it does mean that every now and then I'll be like, very much how Natalia and Tamina represent their charisma. Just nothing going on there. Don't care, to be honest. Um, yeah, it is what it is. Now then, the sleeper hit. We thought it would be, to be honest. Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. Mm. Oh, beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Probably the most explosive and smoothest wrestling match of the entire evening. Um, I thought it was a masterpiece, actually. I love this match. Uh, this was really very, very good for the wrestling purist. You know, this was the match which kind of sat in the middle and, you know, it, it was very much a Ring of Honor-esque performance. And I thought it was fucking fantastic. Yeah, th this is a match for me. I'm I'm not a huge deathmatch guy. You know, hardcore stuff has its place and it can be fun. But I'm I'm the fucking mark for the tentacle stuff like this. And Cesaro and Seth Rollins fucking took it to another level. These guys are we we knew this match was going to be good just because of the quality of the two performers in there. But I don't think we, we expected Cesaro especially just because we've seen him before he's done great stuff with the bar his initial US title run was good but that was like eight nine years ago now and for his first singles match on the Wrestlemania card 18 stars 18 and a half thousand stars I think you'll find it wasn't in Tokyo Dome so uh for oh, no it, it might be lucky to get two to be honest Big old, big old tuna Meltzer, not pleased. Um, yeah, no, fantastic. Some of the spots as well. It's this is definitely the match. If you're thinking, I don't want to go back and watch all of WrestleMania, um, watch watch this match. This is brilliant. You know, the the airplane spin where he's got him on his shoulders and then he like he's got his hands around his waist and he's still and then he has the unique kind of awareness to spin his legs off so it looks like he's thrown him into a slam genuinely popped the hell out of me love that spot the um he went for the curb stomp and he got a pushed him up hit him with a european uppercut after he'd hit him with arguably one did you see that stiff forearm and they showed the replay and his face just went that, that, that kind of reminded me of like uh, doesn't osprey have a move right now where yeah the, kind of um, the sword thing where he goes boom around the back of their head yeah. that's what it reminded me of Do you remember when he did it with Ibushi and they made a big deal out of it as if he knocked him out at wrestle king yeah um, how things have come full circle, by the way. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I know, weird. Uh, but yeah, no, I loved it. Thought it was great. Thought it was impactful. And it just it just felt like a WrestleMania match. I worried that it wouldn't feel like a WrestleMania match. My worry was that it was just going to be two guys having a good match, but it wouldn't really feel like anything. And Seth Rollins worked his ass off to make this feel like a big moment for Cesaro. And obviously Cesaro is, he's always been a great wrestler. He's a physical specimen. The question is now, 
How is he going to elevate from this? Is he going to use this as the platform to launch on? Because remember, we fought that at WrestleMania 30 when he won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale. You know, he picked up Big Show, gave him that incredible scoop slam over the top rope, and it just never materialized for him. So, fingers crossed, you know, this is going to be a better platform for him, a better launch, and the company has more faith in him now that he's re-signed. Um, I guess, like I was saying just real quick before we move on, oh, like, I don't know if at this point Cesaro will ever be a world champion, but I think this match is the start to potentially show that, you know, he can hang with the main guys, you know, assuming Roman retains tomorrow or today, because it's past midnight now for me. Even if it's just past a one midnight for me. Yeah. Right. It's even if it's five just five in the morning, Christ almighty. <laughs> but even if Cesaro just gets one match on pay-per-view against Reigns for the universal title, just show that he can hang with the main event guys, and this would this match would be the reason why. Yeah, no question. No, no question. We have new tag team champions, mate. <laughs> new raw tag team champions. This is the yeah, match. I, I, I have to I have to apologize. I said on my predictions, I doubled down. I was like, it's gonna be a bad mistake. Don't put those belts on them, it'll be a big mistake. And they put the belts on him, and it was pretty fucking good, to be fair. Omos makes his debut alongside AJ Styles, but for me, the biggest story is AJ Styles, Grand Slam champion. Um, and credit to the New Day for going out there and working their bollocks off to make both guys look fucking fantastic. Yeah, they you know started off with uh, the New Day trying to keep AJ. You know, even at one point, uh, I think it was Kofi was, or it might have been Xavier was, just turned to the camera. We're cutting the ring in half. We're keeping AJ in here, and then. AJ gets that hot tag because it was, and Omos just comes in, and the New Day look at him as if it's like Cloverfield or some shit, dude. Like yeah. He was a kaiju, wasn't he? He was just going to grab both of their heads with one hand each and to just eat them. But, you know, Omos, for his part, like, I think he's still pretty green, but, yeah. you know, he's, show, he's, yeah. he's definitely learning from the best. So, like, and now we have these two as tag team champions. Like you said, AJ, Grand Slam champion. He's been in the company for like five years, by the way. And he's a Grand Slam champion. Just throwing mm-hmm. that out there. Best in the world at, at what he does all the time. But now we got to see where it goes from here. I, I want to see him in the ring a little more. I want to see him having a little more matches now because he's a champion. He has to. And I just hope he can continue this development. Yeah, no, there's not much else I can add to it. I love the match. I thought it was actually very entertaining. It was more of an entertainment-based match. Um, the spot that really got me was when AJ Styles did a phenomenal forearm over Omos's shoulders. I was like, that was naughty. Kind of almost used him as like a an extra bit of levitation. Thought that was fantastic. Um, I really enjoyed the facial expressions of the New Day, especially Xavier Woods. Um, you know, we sort of had a laugh at that tweet, didn't we, from Spider Verse of him looking up <laughs> and like it was like, oh shit, there's Omos, and uh, it, it just worked. And it, like you say, Omos definitely green, but what he did do meant something. And I like the fact that he was very calm and very slow, and he thought. I'm seven foot three. Why would I be charging around the ring getting gassed? He took his time. He relaxed. And I'll tell you what, that backbreaker looks oh. violent. 
violent backbreaker and a very cool image to see them both uh, especially AJ Styles on his shoulders you know as the Grand Slam champion hopefully this isn't going to be a novelty like a Braun Strowman and a Nicholas hopefully they will have a decent run because I think Omos he needs to stay with AJ Styles for quite a while it's very evident that he's going to take him time but I'll tell you what once he is ready to go he could really be something special and he could redefine what it means to be a big man uh, little things as well I would have liked to have seen him wearing better gear just for me I know I'm not one to talk because my gear has always been a little bit up and down whenever people have watched me wrestle. But at the same time, he's on WWE WrestleMania. I'm on CWP. Slight difference, you know? So um, for me, yeah, no. But overall, really entertaining. Really surprised me, actually, at how entertaining it was. Let's be honest, mate. This is the match that you were going to shit on the most. Uh, Braun Strowman versus Sheamus, man. So what did you think? Was it good enough for you? It was a Braun Strowman match in 2021. The the best part... He was and, doing it for us, mate. We've, we've been bullied all our lives. He was wrapping oh, yeah. it. Yeah, let me, let me try and build up some sympathy for a, you know, six foot ten, 300 pound guy who's jacked as shit. Yeah, I'm, but, you know, he's doing it for the little guy. That, fuck off. But, there, I mean, Thanks, there was Braun. some... There were some cool spots. We all know which one I'm talking about. The one at the end. Shane's climbing down. Braun just grabs the chain, like rips it down. That was pretty sick. Because we were talking about this again in our party. There was cage matches have been around for, you know, 30 plus years now. There's not much new stuff you can really do. But I don't think I've ever seen someone rip the chain link down like that. That was really neat. And of course, Shane got thrown out the top because it's WrestleMania and Shane needs to die. Yeah, not much else. Not much else I want to add to be honest. All I'll say is this match delivered what you'd expect of it. Braun looked like a monster. Shane McMahon took some wild bumps. You know, it was one of those things where they thought, right, we've got a steel cage match, little guy, huge monster, you know, who we want to get over and destroy him. So here's a little checklist of things we need to do. Make Braun Strowman look ridiculously strong, check. Braun Strowman does crazy spot where he rips the cage open. Check. Uh Shane McMahon goes flying off of another obstacle that ultimately daddy won't be impressed by. Check. <laughs> Um, can we just mention that though just because you brought it up that was a flat back bump from the top of a cage that's and he jumped too it was like 20 feet in the air and then just yeah he took a uh, flat flip bump and i mean i can't do those very well from a standing position he did it off the top of a steel cage and you know i don't like shaman man i don't think he adds anything to the product i'm not a big fan of born Strowman either and i I resented the idea that he was, you know, representing me, considering that he acts like a bully in real life anyway, and he seems to be quite an obnoxious human being in his own right. However, um, I have to respect a man in his 50s doing a bum like that. That's insane, and that deserves a lot of respect. But that's pretty much all I have to say about that match, and ultimately... I'd be lying if I said I really gave a shit still. It was okay for what it was, but it's never going to blow me away, and truth be told, it was probably the weakest match on the card. Now then personalities involved here the Miz and John Morrison versus Bad Bunny and Damian Priest how would the bunny do at Wrestlemania what do you think mate what do we give Bad Bunny for his first ever match in WWE um like four stars mm. like great one this is probably the best celebrity match I've ever seen I still think Stephen Amell was there. It, it, those are my top two. It, you know, it'll probably interchangeable, however I'm feeling. But who's, sorry, who's texting you? I can hear your phone going off. Oh, I don't have any friends, dude. You're my only friend. 
And no. all you lovely YouTube subscribers. Aaron Cruz is like, what the hell, man? I watched he half left. of this with you. No, no, You're he not left. Because you went to bed early. Aaron Cruz, ladies and gentlemen, give him some stick on Twitter at double A Aaron Cruz PW. Give him some stick. He went to bed. I mean, admittedly, he did go to bed during Braun's driving the shame of man. So he bit the right time to do it. But still, he couldn't last the night. You are weak. Yeah, good match. Uh, Great match. Yeah, but like, okay, let, let's talk about it. I've got to talk about the big spot. Bunny hits a, a bunny destroyer on the outside. I hate it, but I'm going to say it anyway because it makes me smile. I mean, I still hate it. You know, when you consider Panama and where he's from, which isn't, you know, I mean, admittedly, not the same place I know, but, you know, it's got that kind of Latin demographic. Perfect thing to call it a Panama sunrise. <laughs> like, you know, so, yeah, good stuff. Um, great spot. I personally love the Falcon Arrow the most when he gave John Morrison yeah. a tandem mm. Falcon Arrow, same as Damien Priest. I love the splash off the top. No fear. Went for it. Made sure it was better than the Rumble spot. He did himself... Very proud. He should be very proud of himself. In a day and age where this is clearly not as real as it used to be, um, I can let this one slide. I enjoyed this. I did. I popped quite a lot for some of his spots. Uh, I loved his entrance on the big Mack truck. I thought that looked sick. Um, yeah, no, everything worked really well for me. Great celebrity involvement. Definitely worth a watch. And by the way, Miz and Morrison, uh, especially the Miz, put a hell of a shift in to make these guys look good. And I thought it was really cool that Damien Priest was like, yeah, cool, you get the pin, man. You know, I'm sure that, you know, if WWE tell them who's going to get the pin anyway, but, you know, it was nice. It was really nice. And, um, yeah, great for Damien Priest as well. Good celebrity involvement. Be interesting to see if Bad Bunny does anything going forward or if this is going to be it for him for a while because uh, I actually think he has been really good on TV and he's been pretty inoffensive as well. He's slotted in nicely. You know, this is the first time where a celebrity has had regular appearances on the shows in the build-up as well. Not just, hey, I'm on TV screen and I'll see you at WrestleMania like a Logan Paul or something, which is still okay in its own right. This was really inoffensive and it was in the right place in the card. It was kind of a match to bring you down a bit and chill out before the main event, an all-black women's main event at WrestleMania. How fucking cool is that? If you don't like that, by the way, if you're triggered by that, Please fuck off. <laughs> I can't believe some people are like, it's not that big a deal. Is it not? <laughs> Grow up. Seriously. Uh, Sasha Banks defending the SmackDown Women's Championship against Bianca Belair and ultimately getting whipped, literally, on route oh. to being dethroned. And we have, as our big WrestleMania moment for night one, the crowning of a new SmackDown Women's Champion, Bianca Belair, in what was an excellent match that didn't go on too long. I was worried, oh, here we go. Main event is going to be fucking 45 minutes. No, good match, about, I'd say about 20 minutes, something around that region. I think so, yeah. Uh, great to see Bianca Belair's family ringside, lost their shit for her. And do you know what? I've been a little critical of Bianca Belair, the character, not the wrestler, incredible athlete. Um, but this match... Play to your strengths. What is she good at? She's a world-class athlete. She's one of the most powerful women I've ever seen. And some of the displays of power, the Gorilla Press, and then walking all the way up the steps and tossing her back in the ring. Amazing. You know, so many great things. And it was just cool. It was just cool. And I love the pacing. And Sasha Banks, right, actually, for the majority of the match, I would say, made Bianca Belair look like the star. And that is what really sets wrestlers apart. And when Sasha Banks says, I'm one of the best in the business to do this, 
I absolutely thoroughly agree. Because to be a great champion, you have to make people around you look great too. It's not just about getting the shine on yourself. Sasha Banks knows how to get the shine on both people and bring the quality of both people up and the match at the same time. Both women were amazing, fantastic main event, very empowering, and also proof that women can main event whenever they damn well please because they're that good. Yeah, that's just the thing. Women main eventing isn't a big deal anymore, and I don't mean that in any offensive way. I mean because we they are that good. good. They, that's just it. They don't. You don't have to point it out because that's just how it is now. This just felt like a main event. I know it sounds obnoxious, and I feel like I'm being a you know a virtue signal on out. And you know that ain't my style. Um, it just felt like a main event. I didn't look at this. I think, oh my god, like it was cool that it was two black women, and I'm not going to deny that history and that heritage. And I think that's fucking amazing. And to see both women emotionally invested in that, and you know Bianca Belair trying not to cry at the start of the match before they've even locked mm-hmm. up is beautiful and real and organic. Um, but at the same time, I just watched this as a main event. I didn't sit here and think, oh, women. Oh, my God, women. What a novelty. No, because as far as I've always been concerned, women are on the level. They are. And I know people are going to say, oh, you're just being a fucking virtue warrior and all that. I've lived my whole life with that mentality. Equality is something where I believe that equality is when you don't actually have to point these things out. That's true equality, where we don't recognize any division because everybody's on the same level. That's true equality. You know? So, but the reason I noticed, obviously, uh, that it was such a historic match is because, you know, I'm not going to deny these people the culture, this culture's opportunities, because they have been denied for so long. So the fact they were able to go out there and represent for everybody, and especially for their culture, is really fucking cool. Congratulations, ladies. It was an amazing main event. And to be honest, a world-class match. They were worthy of a main event well before you even bring into the fact their gender or their race. I was really worried, and I know we've talked about this before, because the build leading up to it on SmackDown for the last few weeks was pretty shit. It did not... Like, I wasn't hyped up for it, but... Yeah, the the pre-match video package was incredible. And then... I knew the match was going to be good anyway because of the caliber of the athletes involved, Hmm. but I didn't expect it to be... It was... It was one of the best women's matches I've probably ever seen. I really enjoyed it. And I want to just mention, you said pacing already, but I loved how slow it started. Yeah, it built. You know, Japanese crescendo. It, Japanese that, wrestling does that a lot. They build to that crescendo and then it starts impacting you and hitting you hard. And before you know it, you're emotionally invested. And I love the fact that it ended the way it did. And can we just say as well, she sliced her wide open with that hand. Oh, dude, it was probably like three-inch gash. That's fucking wild. Like, it was like, literally, what do you mean? He means length, not girth, obviously. Otherwise, she'd need to go to hospital immediately. <laughs> um, but, like, yeah, seriously, it's like, it's a proper long fucking, you know, it was gnarly. It opened her skin up. Wild. Wild. So, you know, don't fucking ever take whipping for granted, sunshine. Um, incredible. Yeah, really good. And a very subtle nod. A very subtle nod. Um, really, really smart. Really, really smart. Great psychology practically flawless you know a couple of moments where you thought you know might have missed a spot a little bit doesn't take away from it whatsoever masterful what a great first night and like i always say you know getting to watch it with you getting that party open having fun having a chat having a drink all that kind of stuff this is what wrestling's supposed to be like we're all supposed to have fun 
enjoy ourselves, chat with our friends. Wrestling's better with friends. It always is going to be. Me and you have made a pact now that we want to try and get to a WrestleMania by 40. Um, no reason why we shouldn't be able to. Hopefully the world will open up even more. And it was fucking cool to see fans. And it's great to know that we'll get the same thing again tomorrow. And actually, I'm kind of amped and I kind of want a bit more. And they've managed to energize me and breathe life into me when I've been pretty exhausted with the week I've had in terms of content and interviews and covering the wrestling. So this is fucking cool. Congratulations, WWE. They they pulled out of the bag again. When WWE wants to be, it is the best wrestling in the world. Absolutely. Is it always? No. But when they want to be, when they want to raise the stakes, when they want to make an occasion, they do it like no other company can. So yeah, great stuff. Onwards to night two, sir. Any final thoughts? Hopefully they put some carpet around the ring. <laughs> I was trying desperately not to mention that fucking. I had to. No, I had pissed me off. Pissed me off that did. Like, I'm sorry. And, and do you know what? I saw somebody tweet after this prick, Tony Khan, right? Tweeted out about how, oh, when it was raining on our show in November, we decided to cut up some red carpet <laughs> because it was more safe and all that. And it was like, mate, first of all, that makes you look Bush League. Okay. And if uh, can you imagine if Vince McMahon had tweeted that during an AEW show? Oh my god, the saltiness and the hatred. So no, you're not excused from that, you fucking moron. And then I see people under there. I saw like this infuriates me because I really like Fulham. Fulham's like my family football team. And I saw a Fulham fan underneath going, "Thank you, Tony. It's because of things like that that helped save people's lives." Fuck off. You fucking douchebag. Uh... Why wrestling Twitter and the internet is the state it is because of ridiculously, you know, self-grandizing, grotesque fucking statements like that. Fuck you. And don't get me wrong, WWE has fans like that too. Can just shut if you don't like it, right? Or you don't want to watch wrestling, just shut up and watch someone else then. There's TV for days. Go and put someone else on. If you really hate WWE that much, no, I'm going to watch it and then slag it off. Great. Who looks like a dick then? You do, mate. Nobody cares about your opinion, Tony Khan. Shuffle on, mate. And by the way, Fulham fans, bigging him up, mate. Fulham, right? <laughs> he has not done that good a job. Did he get him promoted out of the championship? Yes. They are struggling to stay in the Premier League, okay? Because he doesn't know how to bring in top quality players. He shit at his job. The Jacksonville Jaguars are shit as well. But I'm not interested in talking about that. This WrestleMania was great, and that's all I have to say about it. I've been Aaron X. He's been Carl Wilkinson. Thank you very much for listening and watching. If you're checking us, checking us out on the YouTube, and I strongly suggest you do if you want some cheeky video highlights that have been spicy. And hopefully you've enjoyed the presentation and the graphics because they're all made by me. Give me some love and credit. Thank you. But ultimately, we will catch you very soon for more content from the WrestleVlog. And by very soon, I mean tomorrow night, for the second night of WrestleMania. Oh, my body's ready.